ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. ladies, thanks for joining me back on the No Higher Calling podcast. It is that time of the year again. It is time for a quarter three reading challenge update. But before I get into that, I wanted to share with you something that has just recently been released to the NHC store, just in case you have missed all the buzz on my Instagram, on my social media, or through the weekly email. Um, And that is the release of our new toddler devotional, which is Bible Truths for Little Hearts. This is a really unique uh, devotional for specifically moms, but moms or dads, families, to use with their toddlers. I've heard from a lot of moms that have said, we want to start introducing even our littlest ones to God's word, to the Lord, um, to these things that are so foundational to our own belief. And uh, But we just can't find the resources. We can't find a tool that helps the littlest of ones. Um, so I just prayed about it, and the Lord put it on my heart to write that. And so what it is, is it is a digital download of a 31-day devotional study. It follows a read, pray, sing um, model. Um, So for each day, for a month, you will be learning about the Word of God with your toddler. Under the read section, there is a simple scripture verse that is given that is about the Word of God with a simple question that you can use to um, just kind of probe some little conversations with them. Under the pray, there is a scripture verse and prayer prompt that is directly connected to something about the Word of God. And then in sing, each week you will have a song that you will be singing with your child that is centered again around the Word of God. So this takes five, 10 minutes max. Super simple, but it is a great way to be able to sit down and to start anchoring your toddler's heart in the Word of God. So check that out on the No Higher Calling store. Um, I've heard from so many mamas that have been using this with their little ones and have said that it is such a blessing, and I'm so thankful for that. I wanted to make sure that if, like I said, if you miss those different announcements on other avenues of No Higher Calling news, um, that I put it out here on the podcast. So you can check that out on my website, which is nohighercalling.org. Just go to the shop page and look for the toddler devotional. Okay, we're going to jump in and talk about this quarter's reading challenge. So just to recap, if you don't remember or if you're just jumping in, my goal for the year is to read 50 books. And I set that goal last year. I hit it last year. I think I might have even set it the year before. And I think I exceeded it a little bit. Um, but really in this stage in life, a 50 is good for me. It would really, really push me to go much beyond 50. Um, and, and I read for pleasure. I read for enjoyment. I do read for growth. Um, but I don't want to make it something that is just so unattainable that... I can't do. So 50 seems to be really good for me. It allows me some flexibility for busy seasons um, to not feel so guilty if I don't get as much reading in, which is where I'm at with this quarter. Um, I did not read as many books. I think maybe I read 13. Um, Not sure. I think about 13. Um, And some of those are actually read-alouds that I did with my kids. Um, But 
I'm still tracking. I finished this quarter uh, with book 36, so I should be good. Surely I can get 14 in the next quarter. Um, but 50 is my goal for the year. And then Simeon and I have a goal together that we read one book together each quarter. So we did do that this quarter. I'm excited to share just a sneak peek of that because we have an episode coming in the near future where he's going to join me and we're going to share all that we learned from the book because it was a great book, one that we would highly recommend um, on the topic of marriage. So more to come on that in the future, but I'll give you a little sneak peek here. But I want to share the books that I've read, um, kind of my reviews. I know that a lot of you who are readers love these book reviews and get a lot of the books that you read suggestions from me. And I'm excited to provide that because there's other people who provide things like this. And that's often where my book recommendations come from. Um, so I just wanted to make you aware down in the show notes, you'll be able to find a link for a blog that has all of these books, links of where you can find them. Um, they are Amazon affiliate links. So if you want to check out the book and you're going to buy it from Amazon, it is always a blessing if you use those links that we provide. Um, but another really great place to find books from is thrift books. I'll share the link uh, for that as well. You can often find, um, used books, but in great condition on thrift books and that tends to be a place where I kind of look first to see if I can find them. You can always check out your library. I know there are a lot of apps out there now like Libby and Hoopla where you can find some uh, books for free. That's always great when you can get them for free. So those are some different avenues of places that you can try to find books. Um, but without further ado, let's just jump in and I'll share with you what I read in quarter three of 2023. So the first book I read was A Christian's Guide to the Biblical Feast by David Wilbur. Um, this has been something that has intrigued me recently, and so I've been doing a little more study on is the Jewish feast, the Jewish celebrations, and how that ties in with modern-day Christianity today. So not necessarily so much like the cultural things, but the things that the Bible talks about. You know, when the Jews are celebrating Passover, when they're celebrating, um, you know, Purim, when they're celebrating these different times, um, these different holidays, these different uh, celebrations throughout the Bible, what does that look like? Um, and how could we remember those things? For like example, I think Passover was really the first one that I came to. Um, making more of that in our home. You know, we have Easter and we talk about the resurrection and all of that is wonderful. Um, but this past year, we really tried to incorporate teaching our kids what Passover was, um, what that meant and the impact that that had then on the Easter celebration, the Resurrection Sunday. So tying those two together was very helpful um, in our family. So I'm still diving into that and uh, figuring out more and learning more. Um, but it was an interesting book that kind of gave a little more of kind of a background context to each of the different feasts, what they mean, how they're celebrated, um, why they're celebrated. And really, I think that's what I was coming to is why are these important? Why is Passover important? What were they remembering? Um, and in all of these, just bringing it back to God and what he has done for mankind and really reflecting on that and, and making 
making an in, importance of that. So it was it was a really good book. Um, kind of helped me with some of my study there. Now I there were definitely things that I did not fully agree with. Um, so don't go and read it and think oh Brittany agrees with everything he says. Let me just actually go ahead and throw this caveat in here because I I try to do this every time. These books that I read. I do research pretty heavily before I read them. Um, Somebody has teased me before that my books are usually always four and five star reviews. Well, it's because one, if I start reading something and it's going to be a one or two star, I usually just close the book. I don't have time for books that are not going to be enjoyed or be beneficial to me. Um, Secondly, there are so many good books out there that I just want to make sure that I am giving my time to those things which are excellent. But that also means that there is not another Brittany Brazel out there in the world. And I'm not going to agree with, you know, 100% of something says some something that somebody says all the time. Um, so eat the fish, spit out the bones. Obviously, you have to use spiritual discernment there. Um, so I try to be very sensitive with that because I'm sharing these books in a public platform. I do want you to know that I'm not endorsing everything that that author says or everything that uh, that that author might stand for. But it was a really good, coming back to this book specifically, um, it did give me an introduction, but some of the author's ideas on Sabbath, on um, drinking alcoholic beverages with these feasts, I did not agree on all of that. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, This book specifically just brought to mind a few things I did not agree with. So wanted to throw that out there. Okay, next book is God is Still Good by Katie Ferris. This was a really encouraging read. Basically, it was just talking about the different difficulties that we experience through motherhood, but the underlying truth that through it all, God is still good. Um, You know, in the Bible, it talks about how Mary would have a sword that would pierce through her soul. And, um, you know, I know I'm not Mary. You're not Mary. Mary obviously dealt with things that none of the other mothers in the world ever will by having the Christ child as her son. But the reality that as beautiful and as wonderful as motherhood is, and I am so thankful for motherhood, there are sorrows that come. And that could be, you know, a chronically ill child. Um, That could be miscarriage. That could be um, just a a wayward child. Um, You know, it could be something as just daily life stuff as just kids that can't seem to get along or argue. You know, motherhood brings its challenges. Um, But I loved the gospel emphasis that she put in that book of always bringing it back to the truth, always bringing it back to the foundation that no matter how much you think that you are drowning in motherhood, that God is still good. Um, The author herself has has health issues, has children that have health issues. Um, Her children's health issues are so extreme that she may not have them. You know, they may pass on before she will. Um, and, and that's a present reality that they have to live with. So seeing a mother that deals with that on a daily basis, share her heart and share her confidence in the goodness of the Lord was a real encouragement to me personally. The next book is Salt to the Sea by Retta Sepsis. Okay, so this was a uh, historical fiction 
um, specifically World War II historical fiction, but it told like a totally different story than anything that you would think of when you think like World War II, concentration camps, Germany, all of that. Um, it was actually about um, a ship that sank one of the worst, if not the worst, I'm trying to remember exactly, um, ship sinkings of all time. So the story takes place in 1945 in Eastern Prussia um, with this boat, the Wilhelm Gusloff, and it's sinking. And it kind of intertwines all of these different characters and their backstories and brings them all together, weaves them together, um, brings you to this like heartbreaking precipice. And then um, I'm not going to spoil it from there. But it was captivating, absolutely captivating. So I do not do a lot of fiction, just personal choice. There's been times in my life where I've done nothing but fiction. And um, that was more in my younger years. I just read so much now for really NHC content and research and study that I don't have a lot of time for fiction. Um, but I still love a good fiction. I love historical fiction. And if it's World War II, that's really like my favorite niche of <laughs> genre to read. There's just so interesting, the history, um, often so very heartbreaking but just very, very interesting time period in history. Um, but during this time, I was in my early stages of pregnancy and I was really sick and tired. At the end of the day, it was like we put our kids to bed at seven and I couldn't keep my eyes open. Um, but I wasn't ready to like go to sleep at seven. So I would pop in my earbuds and while my husband was doing his work or whatever he's doing in the evening, um, I would just lay in bed and listen to my audiobook until he came to bed and we went to bed together. Um, so it, it was really great for that season. And I was just captivated. I couldn't put it down. This book was just so riveting. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I feel, I'm trying to remember, it's been a little while since I read this, but I feel like it was very clean from what I can remember. Um, I don't think there was any anything that really stood out too much as anything that you'd have to be careful or cautious of. Um, so I'm always thankful for that when it comes to reading a fiction book. But I really enjoyed that one. Um, the next one is The Whole Armor of God, How Christ's Victory Strengthens Us for Spiritual Warfare by Ian DeGid. And I hope I'm saying all these author names correctly. Um, but this was a really good book. So this walked you through Ephesians 6, which we actually have been memorizing as, as a family. So it was good for me to kind of do a little deep dive into some of this as I was teaching my kids the scripture passage. Um, but it looks at all the armor of God in light of how that helps us because Christ used that piece of armor to gain victory in his own life over sin. So um, obviously Christ was not, he, he never sinned. He had no sin nature, um, but he was tempted. Satan did tempt him um, and God conquered our sin. He died on the cross to save us from our sin and seeing these different pieces of the armor of God in light of our victorious Christ uh, just brought a really a new depth to to the armor and to the um, essential reality that we as Christians must 
suit up, that we must wear this armor if we want to be victorious against Satan. So I really enjoyed that read. Um, the next one was Hind's Feet on High Places by Hannah Hernard. So this was a read aloud that I read to my kids, um, but it's a legit full-length book, so I counted it. Um, if I read long books or classics works or anything like that. I count that in my reading challenge, even if it is a read aloud with my children. Now, if it's a picture book or something that's short, you know, an easy little chapter book, um, I won't count that. But this was a legit book and we loved it. I've kind of shared bits and pieces throughout the podcast of lessons that we've learned, Um, but it was an allegory, a lot like Pilgrim's Progress, which we haven't done the uh, full version of Pilgrim's Progress, but we did the little Pilgrim's Progress, which I have a whole podcast episode on that might be our favorite read aloud to date. Um, Behind's Feet on High Places was so, so good too, as we follow the journey of Much Afraid and her relationship with the shepherd and her pursuit of the high places and her desire and hope to gain these hinds feet. Um, So it was just, it was a beautiful story. It prompted so many good conversations with my kids, with us as a family. Um, So I couldn't recommend this one enough. We really enjoyed that read aloud. Um, Also, we uh, read, so my oldest and I, my Eden and I, listened to the audiobook of The Green Ember by S.D. Smith. Um, So this was great. This followed the story of two little rabbits, Heather and Pickett, and uh, just their world gets turned upside down by these wolves and these birds who are seeking to make war against the rabbits and um, as they're trying to help the rightful heir get back to the throne and uh, you know they have been shielded from a lot of the context of of life around them and what it's really like but they get thrust into that they're trying to reorient themselves figure out who they are what's going on in this world what's their part um So it was just a stellar read. And let me put a plug in here. Joel Clarkson, which is Sally Clarkson's son. I talk about Sally Clarkson all the time. If you don't know who she is, you need to read her books and find her ministry because she is such a blessing. Um, But her son does the audiobook for this. And he's amazing. Amazing. We just love listening to the audiobook, to all of his voicing for the different characters. He keeps it so interesting. Um, we uh, have the YouTube music app. So if you actually type in Joel Clarkson, you can find um, albums that he's made with music that goes along with the Green Ember. And it's beautiful. We love listening to that, especially in the afternoons. My daughter and I um, will cast that and listen to those beautiful melodies. But we love the Green Ember. We're currently listening to the second book of that one. I think that's going to hit in uh, quarter four, though. But we're enjoying working through the Green Ember series. The next one is The Wild and Free Family by Ainsley Arment. So I read Call of the Wild and Free. I believe it was last year. Loved the book. Um, So many good takeaways. So many things that my heart just resonated with. And I was like, yes, this is what we want for family. This is what we want for education. Um, Again, I don't agree with everything that she puts out and that she stands for. um, But so much of the core foundation of the wild and free. It just really resonated with me. Um, Call of the Wild and Free family, I did not enjoy as much. Now, I still had some great takeaways, and I would recommend reading the book, but there were definitely some things that um, 
I just didn't, it didn't align with us personally or our family or our values. Um, and then I don't know if she is a Christian. I am assuming, but one thing I did not appreciate, appreciate about the book. And I feel like she might have done this just to keep her audience broad. Um, but anytime she quoted scripture or referenced the Bible, she never called it out as scripture or the Bible. She would say, you know, she would quote um, a famous rabbi, uh, which was really weird actually reading that because I saw, you know, like quoting a famous rabbi from ancient history. And then she'd put a scripture verse and I was like, wait, you just, the famous rabbi you just referenced was Jesus Christ. So I did not appreciate that um, at all about the book. Um, you know, I, I, I get she's trying to sell her book and not everybody, uh, appreciates a Christian message, but as a Christian, um, you know, I, I was disappointed in that aspect of the book. But like I said, there were still some really good takeaways that I did enjoy, um, but that was a little more on the meh, you know, three, four star, just because of that aspect of it. Um, the next one is Secrets She Kept by Kathy Golke. So this is another historical fiction, World War II, that I read, and I just it came so highly recommended that I was like, well, I've just got to check this out. Um, so I did, and wow. Wow, my heart got so wrapped up in the story and the characters. And so it kind of bounces back and forth in timeline um, between this lady who is a daughter, um, an adult daughter, but living in the 70s. Her mom has died. She had this horrible relationship with her mom. Um and her mom was just very distant. Um, and upon her mom's death, she finds out that she left her this uh, like safe box, deposit box, um, with some letters, which opens up a past that she never knew about. Um, connects her with this long lost grandfather, which starts her on a journey over to Germany and leads her to finding out her mom's story, why things were the way they were, why their relationship was the way it was, um, and ultimately at finding redemption and forgiveness in Christ through really a horrific past. Um, but it was just, it was absolutely captivating. Um, I highly, highly recommend the book. You will cry. Um, it is just the horrendous acts of World War II are heartbreaking. Um, and you know, it's, I mean, I've, I've read these books. I've been to the Holocaust Museum. I've, it's something I've been aware of, but every time I'm, I'm exposed to that again, it just hits like a new wave of grief of, I can't believe, um, that mankind can be so depraved and can be so cruel, um, to others, to other humans, um, but it is amazing to see that in the midst of all of that, that God brings hope and God brings forgiveness and healing and restoration. Um, and that's really what this book was about. And so it, it had a beautiful silver lining to a story that was just um, filled with heartbreak. Again, this was from, from what I'm trying to remember, it was very clean. There is one instance where a character um, was brutally raped, but it doesn't go into detail with that at all, really. Um, it just kind of sets the scene and then you know what happens and there's after effects from that. Um, but 
um, you know, it's just, it's war brutality, unfortunately, is just a horrific part of that. But just kind of as a disclaimer, that is in there. But as far as everything else, um, you know, it keeps it very, very clean. Um, so again, I appreciated that. Okay, last one would be cherish. The One Word That Changes Everything for Your Marriage by Gary Thomas. So I saved this one for last. This is the one that Simeon and I read together this quarter, um, and it was great. It was great. I've read some other things by Gary Thomas, and his just openness and his realness, but his deep root in biblical soundness is needed in Christian marriages today. Um, And this one just really took a whole new aspect on love, taking it to a deeper level on actually cherishing your spouse. What does that even mean? Okay, so we know what it means. What does it look like? How do I live that out? And all of us have very different spouses. You know, the way that Simeon feels cherished by me may not be the way that your husband feels cherished by you. Um, it is kind of set up to where it could be a Bible study. So at the end of each chapter, there are discussion questions. Um, you know, some of that was more Bible study geared. But Simeon and I would go through those questions and kind of have some conversation together. And it was really good. It really did some heart probing. Um, caused us to step outside of the box and kind of look at our marriage and just ask God, you know, thank you for what we have, what you've given us, but how can we make this better? How can we take this to the next level? Um, And like I said, more of that to come in a future episode, not too long down the pike, um, where we share what God taught us about cherishing one another as a spouse. But uh, if you're looking for a good book on marriage, I would definitely recommend this one. It was a blessing to us. So that's it. That is quarter three. That's what I've been reading. That's what I've been up to. Um, I am currently in the middle of like four or five books. So hopefully that's a good head start for quarter number four. Uh, Race to the finish as we seek to wrap up the end of the year. I can't believe that which is really weird for us now that we're in Australia because we're going into like our spring summer. So thinking that the end of the year is like impending yet we're just going into our hot months is really throwing like my, my North American Northern hemisphere brain. But anyways, it's the point of the year that we're in. And uh, so I look forward to wrapping that up at the end of the year. I will share with you quarter four. Um, This is quarter three. You can find the link for the blog down below if you want to check out any of these books. I'd love to know what you're reading. So feel free to send me a message if you have a book that you just loved that you think Brittany needs to add to her reading list. I always enjoy getting those messages. You can email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com or you can message me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. Look forward to joining you ladies again next week. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.